Are you wanting more clients? Then you're going to want to listen up to this episode because we're going to explore how to know your ideal client avatar. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Ralston, your host, and today I have the lovely Regina Andler with us. Hello, Regina. Hello, Diane. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we. this is a good topic. I'm really glad that we are discussing this today because it is so needed by people. Like this is business foundations. Um, but before we jump in, because I'm, I'm pretty excited, before we jump in, let me just l- tell my listeners a little bit more about you. So Regina Andler is a business transformation specialist who helps women business owners move from overwhelmed to overjoyed in their business, guaranteed, using her proprietary from chaos to clients program. Regina has over 20 years experience as an entrepreneur, having had traditional brick and mortar businesses online businesses, and multiple multi-level marketing businesses. She's a certified Jack Canfield Success Principles trainer and certified in whole being positive psychology. Welcome, Regina. I am really super happy to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Great, great, great. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we dive into this topic of ideal avatars? Well, it's just my passion to help as many people as I can transform their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's lots of things I like to do for fun, too. One of the things I work with with my clients, it's not just about all that business stuff that you just talked about in my bio there. It's about the lifestyle stuff, too. So on the lifestyle side of things, I'm pretty active there as well. So Mm -hmm. there's lots of things that I like to do, and I like to talk about that sometimes too. I know uh, you and I have talked about (laughs) my obstacle course racing. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about that because when I bring women on here, they are successful business owners, but I also want to highlight that they're successful in life because I think that is so important that we have that balance of the two. And Hey, we're not just busting our butts in our businesses to just serve our clients. It's also to provide freedom and joy and, and, flexibility in our own lives. So tell us about what you like to do outside of work and obstacle courses. Yeah. So to to that point, just that little side note there, if all you're doing is working, 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 working in your business, you're doing it wrong. There's a life there too. You need to have a life. For me, I am an avid obstacle course racer. And if you don't know what an obstacle course is, it's a giant adult playground. So think, think about when you were a kid, And you played on the rings and you played on the monkey bars and you crawled over things and under things and and through things and all that kind of stuff. That's all the stuff that I work with adult size (laughs) in an obstacle course. So some of the big ones that are out there that people might know, Spartan races, Tough Mudder, those kind of races. Yeah, I almost was in a Tough Mudder. I was signing up for it with a bunch of friends and I don't remember which way it was. I think I was in the... 
maybe second trimester of my pregnancy. And they were like, no, you are not doing it. And I'm actually really glad because it was the coldest, wettest, muddy day in Whistler ever. So I just want to follow up with that. What has you loving these, this type of activity? You know, it's actually kind of funny. I didn't start working out ever in my life. I was, I was never athletic as a kid. I didn't start working out until I was 48 and I'm 60 this year. So, uh, (laughs) and so I, I didn't even start working out until I was 48. I did my very first race three days before my 50th birthday. And it was literally, I got to a point where I was like, there's gotta be something more than this. Yeah. And I, it was one of those introspective periods in my life where I went, what do I really like to do? And I was like, well, I like to have fun and was chatting with some friends and a, a girlfriend of mine said, Hey, I'm going to go do this race. And it was at yeah. it for, for anybody who's a baseball fan, if you know, Fenway park in, in Boston, uh-huh. Massachusetts in the U S here, it was a race at Fenway park. It was a Spartan race. And she said, do you want to come do this race? And I was like, sure. Why not? I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah. As soon as I signed up for the race, I went to YouTube and started YouTubing. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just get myself into? And then I went, yeah, steered out of my wits because I had no clue and hadn't really trained for it. And after I got done, I was like, oh my God, that was the coolest thing ever. I want to do that again. And I've been training for them ever since. That's awesome. And, and the kind of the thing I'm pulling from that is the kind of saying yes, and then figuring out how to do it later. I love that in my business and in life and seeing you doing that, um, even though you didn't know what, what you were in for is awesome. Well, let's, let's switch gears into our topic today. Um, because I know that I could have fun talking to you about obstacle courses and all the cool things you do otherwise, but I know the listeners really need this. So let's start off. What do you feel is like the number one reason why coaches, consultants, and other business owners struggle to get new clients? Well, that the, the real reason that I see and everybody who comes to me, 100% of the people that I speak with, they all come to me originally because they're saying, I don't have enough clients. Hmm. When we start drilling down, the first thing we start with is who is your ideal client? What do they look like? Yeah, And that is where people stop and say, well, it's this person, or it could be this person, or it could be this person. And I have to, you know, put the time out up (laughs) and stop them and say, everyone is not your client. And that is one of the biggest things that a lot of people think us business owners are very passionate about what we do. We, we know something you know, whether you're a nutrition consultant, a life coach, a business coach, you own a business that you're, you're, you're doing something else. Yeah. We're passionate about what we do. For sure. And we're so excited about getting that out there. And we know that it can help lots of different types of people. The thing is, is that it's kind of like, in the terms of analogies, or it's it's that spray and pray kind of thing where we start throwing stuff out there with no specific direction because we don't have that ideal client avatar in mind. And we just throw stuff out and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. And 100% of the time that doesn't work. You'll get a couple things that stick. For the most part, it's not not sustainable. So when you think about your ideal client, if you don't know who that person is, if you're saying, I'm always struggling to get new clients. 
it's really hard to get new clients. If you've ever used that language, yeah, then chances are pretty good. You just haven't nailed down your ideal client avatar yet. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've used the word avatar for those who maybe aren't uh, fully in business. They may think of avatar movie or other things around like, so can you just give a real simple definition of what an uh, ideal client avatar is? Well, let, let, let's just use the synonym. It's, it, it's your profile. It's who is your perfect client? What does your perfect client look like? Hmm. That person is your ideal client avatar. And what makes it so important to know who they are? Because some people might say, well, I have a lot of success just spraying and praying and, or just saying I work with everybody. I still get clients. So why do we need to understand this? Yeah, so absolutely. And you will get clients. So if you just, you know, throw your stuff, it's thrown the proverbial spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, some mm -hmm. of it's going to stick. Eventually it's going to fall off because it's not sustainable for long-term. Think about mm -hmm. who your client is. When you first go into business, chances are pretty good that because you're passionate about what you do, you've been doing, you have a background in it, you have experience in it, you know other people. And a lot of times they're your first clients. So yeah. you start out and you have like a built-in little client base. For a sustainable business, the, the client base are people who don't even know you exist yet. Hmm. And so unless you're clear about who they are, when we say, you know, throwing the spaghetti at the wall, the spaghetti is the content that you're throwing out there, whether it's, it's, it's your marketing. So whether you're putting Facebook posts out or creating lead magnets or, you know, guides or, or even writing a book or something, anything that you're using to attract clients in, if it's too general, too broad, yeah. it's going to be hard to bring in those people. Knowing your ideal client avatar your profile, your perfect client, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> what yes. that allows you to do is, you know, there's three main things that it allows you to do. The first thing it does is it allows you to create that targeted content. Yes. So you want to be able to create that content that is specifically talking to that person. Mm -hmm. If I have something that I'm offering, I'm speaking to you directly. I'm not speaking to everyone. I'm speaking to one person, a friend of mine who was also a business consultant has been in for a, a long, long time. He gave me a piece of advice one, one time years and years ago, which I thought was fabulous. And he said, when you first get started and you aren't sure who you're talking to, so you're going on, you're doing lives, you're doing stuff to attract your, your clients, your, your prospects, those yeah. needs to come in, put a picture, figure out who that person is, and then put a picture of them right behind your camera. And as you're talking, you're talking to that one person yeah. and only that one person. So that targeted content, think about what it is that you're, you're putting out there as a business owner to explain what you do, the questions that you're asking on social media or articles that you're writing, blogs that you're writing, mm. podcasts that you're doing, who are they targeted for? Who are you speaking to? Are you reaching the right people? You'll get you know, it, there's hundreds of thousands of people out there. So you, you put content out there, you're going to get a couple bites. If you put it out there and you have your exact target audience watching you, yeah. you're going to get a lot of bites. Yeah. I, the, the difference is someone might say, yeah, I, I think that, per, that person could help me. 
compared to, whoa, she gets me. I need to, to go through them. And when you were saying about the picture of the person, I used to have in my mind, the picture of one of my clients who I was speaking to. And it's interesting how that person has changed over the years. As I've built my business, become you know more successful doing different things, the avatar has shifted as well as I've shifted, which is really cool. So listeners, do you currently have your ideal client avatar? We've heard the one reason that Regina said, you know, targeted content. If you're having trouble making content, it's potentially because you don't know who you're speaking to, right? I had that trouble when I was trying to speak to professional women in corporate and business owners. Yes, they have similar, maybe lack of confidence, imposter syndrome, so much to do in their lives, lack of balance. However, <laughs> they're in completely different ways of working. So Regina, give us, what's the second reason why it's well, important? Well, be, be, before we get to that second one, yeah. just to your point that you just made, yeah. you, know, you had the business women and you had the, the other ones. So if you spread yourself like that and you've got this audience on one side and an audience on the other side, when they yeah. look at you and they see stuff that you're doing, they get confused. They're like, well, are you talking to me? Or are you talking to them? Who are you talking yeah. to? And always remember a confused mind does nothing. So even though they might be your ideal client, they're not going to buy from you because they're confused of what you do. Yes. So knowing that ideal client avatar and being crystal clear about it for that targeted content makes it so they know exactly who you are and who you serve. Mm -hmm. And that goes into number two of the three reasons why you want to know who your ideal client is, because you want to build those relationships. And mm -hmm. in order to build the relationships, you really need to know that person. Now, understand that most avatars, yes, you, you mentioned it early that, that, that it's evolved yeah, and they do evolve. And it's a, it's an iterative process. You keep you keep going back to your avatar on a regular basis to refine it, right? It's about building those relationships. If you don't know who that person is, you can't build the relationships. And the bottom line is, is when most people start out, their ideal client avatar is them. It's you before you were who you are now. Yeah. Like five steps behind sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you know that person, that's when they get, like you said, they get me, they get me, they understand me. They've been in my shoes. They can help me not make the same mistakes, get there faster. They understand what's going on in my head. Mm -hmm. So that's why the building relationships is a big piece of it because you want those long-term client relationships. It's not a, it, it's not a just you know, throw your stuff out there, get people's credit cards and, and send them on their way. This is about building, you know, a client family. Yeah. Having client family members that are retained for years and years. True. Yeah. I have the Rolston family, like beyond my immediate family. <laughs> and uh, you're right. And it's much easier to resell to a current client, a recent past client than it is to get a new one. So if you just know who they are and build that relationship, that's that continuous income through working with them. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, and, do... and, and the third one. Yeah. So the third one plays right into that because like you said, once you know them 
And because they shift over time, mm -hmm. now you can structure your programs, your services, your products to be exactly what it is that they're looking for because you know exactly what they want. A lot of business owners were so passionate about what we do. We're like, oh, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this. I know I can help you do this. And it's not about us. You know, it's that that old, what are the, the W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? <laughs> That's what yeah. everyone's listening to. Yeah. So I don't care what you offer. I care about, is it going to give me the result that I'm looking for? And so when I know that person, when I've, when I really get into that person's brain and I understand them, build that know, like, and trust, build that relationship. Now I know exactly how to help them and give them the result that they're looking for. So you can supercharge your programs. That's the third one. You can supercharge your programs just by understanding who they are and make them that much more in demand. Yeah. So if one is kind of the, the marketing and the content that's going out there is on point to your ideal client avatar, and then you build that relationship. And then the third being the products and services that you're putting out there are not only going to attract them, but are actually going to help them to get where they need to be. So listeners, are you putting out offers that aren't getting the hits? Are you not having people scoop it up? So think about re what Regina's saying. Is it that what you said about it isn't in alignment with your ideal client, that avatar? Or is it that the results you're promising aren't going to get them where they actually want to go? It might be a level beyond them or a level too junior for them. So some good, really good tips there, Regina. So I'm sure listeners are thinking right now, okay, well then how do I make my client avatar, Regina? If, I, if I'm supposed to know this, then how do I do it? Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is to make it fun. So, okay. you know, it, it, this, when you think about everything that we have to do, if, if you think having a business is hard work, you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's not hard work. It's, it's, it's worthwhile work. Gotcha. It's, it's working in your purpose, right? And mm -hmm. so you're doing something for a reason, whether it's to transform others' lives or provide them something that you know that they need and the world needs, whatever it is, that's why you're doing it. And mm -hmm. so what you need to do is make, make, make sure it's a fun process first. Now, the first thing to do is look inside. I mean, who, who <laughs> were you? Who were you five years ago? Before you were who you are now, what did you look like? What did you want? Who did you go looking for? What were your, what, what, what were your criteria? So when you think about the characteristics of your ideal clients, it always starts with the demographics, right? We start about, you know, age, location, income range. Those are all the basics. And a lot of time people stop there. They're like, okay, well, I want women between the ages of 45 to 60 um, with an income of 60,000 or more. And they live in, you know, United States or Canada. And, and, and that's kind of where they stop. And that's great. That's a start. That's way up here. It's way up high. You need to drill down. You need to get into that person's psyche, right? Mm -hmm. And so the next piece is the, 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 the psychographics. So when you think about the psychographic, it's, you know, what is their lifestyle? What do they like to do? Who do they hang out with? Where do they hang out? Hmm. What is it about them? What are their interests, their values, their beliefs? What makes them your perfect client? 
What are those values, those beliefs that fit into what it is that you provide? You know, you could have like the perfect demographics and then the psychographics don't match at all. They're not your client. True. And the reality is, you know, with the billions of people that are walking the face of this earth right now, your clients are out there. Hmm. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how many people are doing what you do. Your clients are out there. There's more than enough people and certain people resonate with certain people. So, you know, 20 people, a thousand people could be all doing the same thing. And they're going to work with you because they resonate with you because you get them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to, I really encourage anyone listening to this. If you don't have your client avatar done, you need to stop right now, get a piece of paper, rewind and go and listen to all these golden questions that Regina just asked, because she's giving you both sides of it, the demographics, the psychographics, and that's where it starts. Plus the really cool activity of where were you five years ago? Or when, you know, with the position your client is and ask yourself, what did you want then? What were your obstacles then? What were the things you desired then? Like what were your pains and your pleasures sort of deal? And this is really going to help you to move forward. I know that that actually doing this activity with a trained coach and who can do this with you is good because as the Les Brown quote says, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame, right? And so you need that kind of outside source, but at least this will give you a really good starting point. So that's kind of the first thing to do. Are there other things that they should be focusing on in order to kind of get where they need to be with this? Yeah, again, think about where you were, right? Because there's the wants and desires for what they actually are looking for. So if Mm -hmm. they're looking for you, so you have something, you know, you have something that can solve a problem that they have. You know, if you think about the, I'm going to reverse these because I usually talk about their wants and needs and then go to the hot buttons. We're going to reverse it. We're going to put the hot buttons first Cool. because the hot buttons are, yeah, I don't like to call them pain points. People call them pain points. I I call them hot buttons because it sounds a little bit nicer. Uh, And it's really, it's, it's what's going on. What's keeping them up at night? You know, what is keeping your ideal client up at night? What kept you up at night five years ago? Mm. You know, and what, what are you assumedly struggling with? What is that perceived struggle that you have that you just can't seem to resolve? And you as the business owner know, I can help them fix that. And so Mm -hmm. I have a solution for that. And so when you know what those hot buttons are, when you know what keeps them up at night, now you can think about the next piece because the next piece in it, piece of it is for them to relate to you. And that's the, okay, so I don't know, Diane, do I like you? Um, You seem like a nice person. Yeah, we resonate. Yeah, the energy is good. However you look at it, some people look at it and go, you know, I talk about energy a lot when I work with my clients. I'm I'm kind of an energy science geek. That's another one of those little <laughs> side notes about yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, so I I use the the idea of uh, of energy a lot. And when you think about it, it's funny because I have a couple magnets. I don't have them with me right now, but I have a couple magnets, and I'll put the magnets together and say when you have them. And on the right sides, they just, they click together and they stay together. You turn one of them around, it starts repelling. Now that one that you just turned around, it could be the right demographic. It could be, you have a solution that they're looking for. Something about you and them just don't mesh. And that's okay. Yeah. A lot of people think that they need to, everybody needs to relate with me. And 
the reality is, is that we're all different and we relate in different ways. We teach in different ways. You mm-hmm. go from a business coach to a business coach to a business coach, and every single one of them is going to have their own style of teaching yeah. and how they give the information. I've worked with people. I have worked with people in the past where we went through a ton of stuff and they got results. Something wasn't quite right though. Mm. And I referred them off to somebody else. The somebody else told them the same exact thing that I told them. And they went, oh, I get it now. <laughs> it was, it, there was, sometimes that happens. If you've ever had that happen to you, where it's like somebody says something to you over and over and over again, you're like, I really don't understand what you're talking about. Somebody else says the same exact thing. You're like, oh yeah, I get that. It, it, it's amazing. So when you think about the wants and needs, what are the wants and needs that they need from you? And so wrapping up the whole picture of your ideal client, you, know, you have those demographics, which are the, you know, the age and location, and all kinds of stuff. That's great. Then those psychographics really start drilling into who is that person. Yeah. And then it's, you know, when you think about the hot buttons, I, I really like the visual of what keeps them up at night. Mm. And what are those things that keep you up at night? And then when you think about what is the result that they're looking for? Yeah. That's where those needs, wants and needs come in. And can you provide that result that they're looking for? Yeah. And, and sometimes they maybe are staying awake at a night going, I still didn't do that thing. I still didn't put in that proposal for that conference. I still didn't call that client. And maybe they're upset about that, but they don't actually understand the reasoning underneath it. And that could be where you would come in right? You have to educate them that maybe some of their hot buttons are actually caused by something else and you can solve that. And so you're going to know that though, for your targeted audience with your targeted content, with your, basically your targeted course as well, you're going to be able to speak to that. So that's, that's really good. Yeah. And when, and when you think about that, so think about who that person is now, chances are pretty good you're going to build, you're going to outline that ideal client avatar. What I, what I have my clients do is I actually have them write it out in narrative. Hmm. So, you know, Sarah is a 45 year old married woman who lives in, you know, suburban, whatever, has 2.5 kids, you know, whatever the demographics loves to hang out on Facebook, loves to do obstacle course racing, whatever, you know, whatever the, whatever that picture is, is to actually describe that person in great detail so that when you're creating content, you're talking to that person. Now that's where you start Hmm. and chances are pretty good. Most of the time, it's not going to be on point. Reason being is you still haven't asked your ideal client avatar what they actually want. Remember, you're walking around with your experiences, your beliefs, your set of knowledge. You're walking around with all the stuff that you know. They're walking around with all the stuff that they know, all of their beliefs, all of their values, all of their experiences, which is not the same as yours. So once you get that outline, that's why I say, make fun of this, you know, have some fun with this, right? Yeah. Go and create that outline, create that little narrative, you know, give her, give her, him, give them a name. Hmm. And that actually helps if you want to get that picture to put behind your camera too. Yeah. 
True. <laughs> I, I actually have a picture. I have a picture and my avatar, her name is Sarah and I have a picture of Sarah. So, <laughs> Good. Good. so, so when I, when I, when I start writing content and I start squirreling, yeah, because my squirrel mind will start going, Oh, I could talk to this person. I could talk to this person. I'll be like, no, I'm talking to Sarah. Take a look at Sarah. This is who I'm talking to. And that's who I write for. Yeah. Now, once you start doing that, you go out and, you know, we'll use Sarah as an example. Maybe Sarah isn't exactly the way I have her written up. How do I know that? I know that because I go out and I ask her. Once you have an outline of who your ideal client avatar is, you go out and you find them. And I, I have to tell you, I've been telling so many people this. And for some people who have never used the search bar on Facebook, there, there is, I think it's, um, I think the statistics are currently, there's almost 3 billion people on Facebook. Hmm. So chances are pretty good. No matter where you do business, yeah. your avatar is hanging out on Facebook. Even if, even if they do business on LinkedIn or, you know, somewhere else, it, the chances are pretty good. They're on Facebook too. So you go out to Facebook and you go to the search bar on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now that you know who your avatar is. And part of that, you know, part of your demographics is what, what is the industry, right? So, you know, your niche. Yeah. So Sarah is looking for nutrition consulting, you know, so if that, if you're a nutrition consultant, so I'm going to go out on Facebook and I'm going to type in nutrition on that search bar. Hmm. And it's going to give me all of the groups that deal with nutrition. And right away, I can tell Number one, if I have a good niche, because there's a ton of groups out there talking about this. So I know it's a really popular to topic. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, there's more than enough people in the world. So even if there's thousands of groups out there that do it, you're still needed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you go out there and there's, there's a couple things to look for. No, number one is how many groups are out there? Is it a popular, popular area? Yeah. And then look for how many people are in the groups and start searching some of those groups. And say, you know, there's over a thousand people. There's over 4,000 people. There's over 10,000 people in these groups. And in that little search on Facebook, it will tell you how many people are in the group. It will also tell you how active the group is. Hmm. You can have a, you can have a group that has over 25,000 people in it and there's zero activity because it's kind of a dead group and nobody's actually participating. Yeah. And so you go out and you look at that stuff. Now you go out and you go into those groups and without selling because we're not selling anything. We're just doing some research. We're researching our ideal client. You go out and you start asking questions. Hey, what are you looking for when it comes to nutrition consulting? What kind of stuff do you, what, what, what are you looking for as a mm. consumer in nutrition consulting? Are you looking for, you know, meal plans? Are you looking for supplements? Are you looking, what are you, what are you looking for? And you just ask questions and it's not fishing. It's literally doing research. I usually preface my, my posts with not selling anything. I'm just doing some research, <laughs> working on a program, doing some research. And I ask questions and then they will tell you exactly what they want. And then you refine your ideal client based on exactly what they want. Cause you know, you have the, using the their words. Yeah, yeah. Using their words too. That's awesome. Now, um, want to switch gears because I want to make sure we get your your gift or gifts in right now. 
And then we'll uh, wrap up with a final question. So you have a special masterclass coming up that you'd like to share with our community. That's amazing. So can you tell us a little bit more about when it is and what it is? Yeah, it actually starts on September 11th. So it's starting pretty soon. And it's called How to Easily Attract New Clients Without Spending a Dime. Boom. That's (laughs) awesome. So that's at September 2023, depending on when you're listening to this. And if you're listening to it later, I'm sorry you missed it. That's why Regina and I talked about actually having a second gift. And just so you know, the links to both of this will be in the notes so that you can easily click through and either get your ticket to the masterclass or you can get this next free gift. And what is that? That is a consumer awareness guide that I have. It's a lead magnet, which I'm actually going to be teaching you how to create in that masterclass. (laughs) You're going to walk away with your very own shiny lead magnet. Um, And it is called the five biggest mistakes that most coaches and consultants make. And it happens to be that everyone is not your client is one of the mistakes. Thinking, Thinking that everyone is your client is one of the five biggest mistakes that a lot of coaches and consultants make. Yes. And because of the great information you've given us today, Regina, I hope that people already know that that is a myth and that they'll grab your free guide to learn about the four other ones and also to just kind of back up and deepen their knowledge also about that not everyone is your client. Um, It's most important to figure out who your client, ideal client avatar is. So as we kind of draw this to a close, Regina, what are your, what's your final message to my audience? Well. When it comes to your ideal clients, have fun. Um, it, it's not rocket science. It's not hard. It's mm-hmm. not a frustrating thing. When it comes to the concept of being overwhelmed, overwhelmed simply means that you have too much going on in your head. Stop, regroup, start over. So if you think you know who your ideal client avatar is and you haven't written it down lately, Take some time and write it down. And just a little tip there, hand write it out because when you type on a computer, you're only using one side of your brain. You're using the logic side of your brain. When you hand write it out, you're using both sides of your brain. Uh And so you get a little bit more creative because the creative piece comes in there and you certainly want the creative piece coming out when you're talking about your ideal client avatar. There you go. You guys have homework. If you haven't done this, probably in the past six months to a year, or you've never done, there are so many activities that have been said in this episode, so many questions that you can ask. I hope you re-listen multiple times to grab all this information. A reminder, the masterclass on September 11th will help you to create your own lead magnet. So don't miss out on that. And there is a free guide from overwhelmed to overjoyed. So Regina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been awesome. This is a topic that is really needed by all business owners, new or a veteran of, of having a business, you know, over 10 plus years, you still need to know who this is as it, as your ideal client avatar does evolve. So for all of you out there, if you haven't yet, I'd love to hear, what did you think of this episode? Put some comments below or even better, write us a review. And when you do make sure you said a screenshot to team at dianerolson.com with your mailing address so that we can send you a little something special in the mail. And if you haven't yet, jump over to the Dynamic Women Facebook community. It's an online group. It's free to join. So I hope to see you in there. I love going live, asking some other great questions. 
and uh, giving some you know ways for you to move your life and business forward. So jump into that group, hit like, subscribe, and share Regina's episode with a friend who needs to hear that they need to know about their ideal client avatar. Share it with them. Then you can move up in life and business together. Until next time, everyone, stay dynamic. Bye. dynamic women for joining us today please hop on over to itunes to subscribe and leave us a review who do you know who needs to hear our message we'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family if you're ready to be more dynamic have more balance and more success head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book stay dynamic